I can enjoy going out on dates. I can enjoy sex. I can enjoy conversations with you and know that you're not the one, you know? Like, you ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. Welcome back to another episode of The Living List. I am Brittany Sierra, and I'm with my co-host, Ariel Dante. How are you doing today, Ariel? Whew, how am I doing? That is a loaded question right now. Um, <laughs> how am I doing? Um, you know, if uh, doing too much was a person, that would be me. Um, I feel like we, on The Living List, we talk about, you know, stop writing things and start living them. Do all the things you always wanted to do. And I chose this week and this week alone to do all the things that I've always wanted to do all at the same time. So, lots of good things going on now I can't wait to talk about. So um, how about you? How are you? I'm good. It's been a, a very, very intense week. But yeah, it just, but you know, it's funny. It did make me think a lot about relationships this week. Like I talked to a lot of old friends and talked to a lot of, you know, friends that I talked to anyway. And I feel like relationships was just a reoccurring theme, honestly. Um, wait, let's not, let's, what are these bad decisions? So basically I had this ex um, and he is, I'm not like, I'm not interested in him. I do not want to be with him. Um, but you know, I have shared with our living list community before that, honestly, I've been chilling on the dating and the sex and, um, you know, he was in town, he wanted to go out on a date and I, you know, I declined the date. Yeah. So I was, you know, proud of myself for once again, sticking to my guns. <laughs> I love it. And I'm that's I'm proud of you for that because you know, ladies, when we have that one ex and it's easy to slip back into those bad habits, but that my friend is exactly how you do not get the man you're supposed to have. That's what I feel strongly. Speaking of relationships, so you know, a couple weeks ago we pulled for me that I had to take someone out on a date. And I couldn't take him out. I was supposed to take him out this weekend. Um, it was a snowstorm for those who are not in the East Coast, um, in the New York, New Jersey area. We had a snowstorm and I absolutely could not take my date on his date. And to be clear, your I'm down challenge you did complete. It was to ask a man on a date and yeah. you did do that. I did do that. I did ask a man. Now I'm actually going to go on the date. Like, <laughs> um, so that would be fun. Um, what else this week? Oh, today I went to a vision board party. Uh, that was cool. I'm really trying to work on like doing the things that I say I'm going to do. And like, girlfriend, if you said you were going to do it, you should have thought about that before you said you was going to do it. So now you have to do it because you yeah. said you were going to do it. So I'm really trying to find that balance. And my good friend, LJ Blush, was having a vision party and like everything in my heart wanted to be there. And it was so great. It was fulfilling. I think I found a nice potential guest for us for another episode that we'll talk about. I'm excited for this week's episode. I am too. You know, this week, um, this is something that me, behind the scenes, me and Brittany, when we get ready for these things, we put a lot of like effort into like what topic we're going to bring to you guys. And this one was one that like, I, we were both super excited about. Um, this concept of the one, right? A lot of people, we grow up, we grow up believing in the one, this mystical character, this person that you're supposed to meet. And that is the one for you. But now it's 2022 and there's things like polyamory and there's things like, you know, people 
there's there's lots of ABC definitions and and things that we don't have to get into, but things have changed. So today we're really going to talk about do we first believe the one exists? Um, secondly, do you feel like the pressure of the one can sometimes affect your confidence? So we got a lot of the one conversations happening. It's right on time because it's about to be Valentine's Day. So, you know, this is that time of year where people are like, I'm in love. Am I not in love? Can I find the love? So today is all about love and relationships. And, you know, we got a lot to say, trust me. Um, but before we get into that, let's uh, kind of hop into our um, down challenges from last week. Okay, so you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? One, two, three, Pick a task at random. And, of course, the choice is and we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. Uh, so, uh, last week I pulled for you to complete a family tree. And you told us this really interesting story about how your father was adopted and like the exploration of that. So how'd it go? Okay, so technical, my father wasn't adopted. Well... He was, I don't think he was technically adopted because he, I actually don't know if he was technically adopted. I, oh. I know that he has his stepfather's last name. So the story goes, my grandfather, grandmother were together. The grandfather that I know, which is technically my step-grandfather, they were together. Either my grandfather went over to war or he, or he like went to explore. Nobody knows. You know those back in the day stories. Nobody knows where grandpa went. Grandpa left for X amount of years. And in the interim, my grandmother met my dad's dad, right? And when he met my dad's, when she met my dad's dad, they got together and my grandfather got in an accident where he lost his ability. My grandfather, again, my step-grandfather, the guy that I know is my grandfather, he got into an accident and he lost his ability to walk. He was in the hospital for like two years. So my grandmother was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of you. And she did for the rest of his life. He was, you know, paralyzed from the waist down for a short period of time. He did walk, but for the most part, he was like bedridden, but she was like, I'm going to take care of you. Um, ride or die. <laughs> so she ended up breaking up with my dad's father, but my dad, my dad was eight years old and he didn't like, he had no relationship with him after that. So I never met my um, dad's father at all. Um, so the guy that I know is, as my grandpa my whole life is actually my step-grandfather. So that's what I said in the last episode that um, my last name is technically Moore, but Donce is my middle name. And I kind of go by it because I'm like, I'm not related to anybody with the last name Moore, honestly. Um, so in my ancestry, the side that's easiest to know was, of course, my mother's side. Um, but I got to learn. Let me get my phone so I can read some of the names off to you. I got to learn um, about some of like my great greats, right? Like my grandmother who passed away in November, I want to say two years now, um, she was like 91. So I feel like my grandmother is like older than a lot of grandmothers my age um, because my grandma was like in her 30s when she had my mom. My mom was like the youngest child um, or actually she like late 30s, like almost 40. So a lot of history when it comes to um, my grandmother's side, they grew up in the South. Uh, they grew up in uh, Allendale, South Carolina, and Hampton, South Carolina was my grandfather on my mom's side. And um, a lot of like slavery history, you know what I mean? Like my grandfather's last name is Cohen. And Cohen is definitely not a black last name. Cohen is definitely like a Jewish last name, but through the product of slavery and, you know, like rape through slavery, that was our family last name. But I just learned a lot about the history of, um, you know, like a lot of my ancestors were like slave owners because 
through slavery, you know, rape, pillage, all that, <laughs> where, which is weird, right? I always thought it was weird for, for slave owners to give you their last name. That's like the weirdest thing to me. Like, hey, I'm going to give you my family name, but I'm also going to rape you. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, I learned that my um, dad's mother, her, his father, um, so my great grandfather was Robert Braxton and he played in the Negro Leagues. So that was learned. Um, so yeah, some cool family history. I am obsessed with genealogy and family trees and family stories. I remember one time, it was actually my little brother's birthday, but my parents did this like um, for his birthday. I think he turned like 10. It was like one of those coming of age ages. And they had all of like our grandparents and my great grandfather come and tell their family stories. like tell about their life, their parents' life, and their grandparents' life, because that's what most people can just naturally remember. So it was just really cool to hear, you know, all these stories of migration and immigration. And it was just so cool. And I was obsessed with it ever since then. I probably was 13. Um, actually, my brother might have been younger because I actually probably was around 12. But yeah, I was like, I became obsessed. I became obsessed with family trees and going places that my family's from and like seeing if I can meet distant cousins or maybe not so distant cousins because you never know. Um, so that's super exciting. I'm glad that you got to do that. And I look forward to hearing more. Yeah, it's, I think I just hit within the within a seven day period, the tip of the iceberg. So definitely we'll report back any interesting things. Hopefully I find like millions of dollars somewhere that was owed to me from my family lineage. I'll still come back to the living list, but I will not be back at work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I find money, I'm still coming back to you guys. Don't worry. We'll just have a higher budget. There'll be more lights, more everything, you know, we'll just be more glissy and glammy. That's all. Appreciate you sticking with the living list community, <laughs> even when your mommy wore bucks. Yes. So um, last week you pulled that you had to, I just forgot this already. Just talked about this. Yeah, songwriting. Songwriting, yes. See, that was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so last week, Brittany, you had to pull songwriting. So do you have something to sing for us or experience to tell us about? I have an experience. <laughs> I did not become a singer in seven days, but I had what we'll call part one, the intro of my songwriting class. And I'm super excited. We did it over Zoom, but he's also going to be in town next week. So I'm going to see if we can connect in person and do like part two so that the community love you guys. You guys can see it. You're going to love my songwriting uh, coach. He taught me a lot and he's written quite a few songs. So he's a pro. What was interesting is you all know I have issues or I'm working through becoming a more vulnerable person. So with songwriting, you have to go back into these experiences. And sometimes you can just imagine yourself in something too. So I kind of get a sneaky cheat card because I have a wild imagination. So I can always imagine myself in a situation. But what we worked on, because he also knows this is an issue with me, is going back into memories and bringing out feelings. So feelings that you maybe never verbalized, feelings that you didn't even know you had. Songwriting is actually super interesting. It's like a form of therapy. I love it. 
So you guys got to go over like song structure or just really going over like getting the feelings first. Like getting the feelings. So what I loved about this and what I thought I would love about songwriting too is that the creative process is your own. You know, you don't, it's not like a stanza, you know, where you have to go in and you have to follow a certain regimented like style to write. You can literally do a stream of consciousness, go back in and pick out common themes, pick out lines. You could do it four times and use them all to make one song. So it wasn't really regimented. It was very vulnerable and open and flowy. And I really liked it. So I'm actually going to, he gave me some prompts. So I'm going to work on those prompts this week. And when he gets in town next week, I think that we're going to see what I can do. Yes, I love it. Take some video for us. Definitely show us what you got going on. Um, and all our um, down challenges, you can see pieces of them on our Instagram at Living With Life. Um, speaking of streams of consciousness, Brittany, that show, Archival 81, I think. What is it? Archivist 85? Archival, you were right, Archival 81. Oh, my goodness. So, first of all, Brittany, she has such good taste. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good show, right? But, <laughs> but I don't know if Brittany knows this or not, but I need everyone to know is I don't play with demon movies. <laughs> like, I'm thinking it's a regular people movie. Like Ethel Cohen, my grandmother, told me I could barely watch Scooby Doo. So like I was not allowed to even watch Scooby Doo. So when it comes to there's certain things that I've like unlearned as from my childhood, but there's certain things that just stick with me. And demons and spiritism are the things that I that are still stuck with me and I'm still terrified. Yeah. So anything that's any demon theme, I'm like, I just hear my grandmother, not in this house. Not in this house. So I'm innocently watching this show you sent me. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then all of a sudden, the demons come out in episode three. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't go to sleep. <laughs> but, um, no, it was a good show. But, yes. Did you finish it? No. I have to, I need to, I need a moment to be like, are the demons in here? <laughs> I don't think they're here. So, I've had enough guests. So, they're not here. Um, so, I think I'll watch a little bit more tonight. But, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> super funny okay so, it's a really good show but if you want to watch something else that's not demon related it's also on netflix it's called like it's very long because it's a, like a satirical title but it's something like the woman in the house across from the girl in the window if you can about that, yeah yes it's actually really good kirsten dunst is one of my favorite actresses she is starring in the series it's a series it's a show um, but it's actually really good and it's really funny even though it's supposed to like be a spoof it's good you're still on the edge of your seat wondering who done it even though i figured out in episode three but yes <laughs> you already know i already knew who it was in episode three i was like i know who the killer is <laughs> <laughs> i gotta watch that 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 was that was very 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 interesting Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm down to do more shows. Let's see what we're down to do this week in our I'm down challenge. I got a bowl, guys. I have a bowl now. I was being like real tacky, not having my I'm down bowl. Forgive me. Now I got a bowl. You have a bowl. Let me see. Pull something good for me. <laughs> I gotta put some more stuff in here, but there's a bowl. I'm like, all right, let's see. McCall pep meal prep. 
<laughs> Guys, look for those who can see this on camera. My handwriting is terrible. Okay. And then you looked at me like I wrote it. I was like, I don't like know who that is. Prep. Is that like McCall, like the writer, the author McCall? Uh, okay, meal prep. You have to meal prep right on time for you, I think. Yes, it is. I just ordered groceries. They'll be here tomorrow. Um, you know how you were telling that story about how on your way here you stopped at Burger King? I have learned that like not being prepared is the one thing that throws me off my game. So I'm actually very excited to prepare my meals this week. All right. You have to plan a glamping trip. So you don't need to go, but you need to pick the date, pick the place, plan it out. Okay. Um, let me see. It's funny story. Brittany and I were supposed to go glamping in Costa Rica, but then we decided that we may or may not expire trying to go on this glamping trip. <laughs> so we were like, uh, it's only a day. Do we have to die for a day of fun? Um, cause we didn't have time to do a full glamp. We just need, we just had a time for a day. So, um, I don't know. Costa, Costa Rica won't be the glamping trip. We need something where we can make it from. Um, yeah, let me think of where, we, where we're going and we glamping. Yeah, I can glamp. Today, we are talking about the one. The one, the only person for you, that person that they tote in front of you and tell you about, since you can think about a relationship, it's like, one day you'll find the one, you'll find the person for you, and this will be your person and you'll get married and you guys will go off into the sunset and live this amazing life. Now that we are in our thirties and now that life has changed and now that, you know, life is different with relationships from when our parents taught us from when their parents taught us. Do you Brittany believe in the one? No, I believe in the ones. I do believe that there is more than one match for you in this huge world that we live in. May, will you meet all of them? Probably not. But I do think that it's not just you and one other, like your other penguin, right? I do think that you find your one, hopefully, if you're lucky, and or one of your ones. And you know, you you can still live whatever that fairy tale is for you. I just don't believe that there's only one person out there for you. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So funny enough, right? And I'm always gonna give you context. If you want a yes or no from somebody, I'm not the greatest person to come to. <laughs> I live in the gray, I love the gray, I don't believe in a lot of black and white. Gray is for me. So if a gun to your head, call somebody who can give you a yes or no, I'm always going to have contacts. Um, but if you would have asked me this question maybe two or three years ago, my answer was absolutely yes. I think I had a different idea of love. I think my idea of love was very like fairy book and very like what you saw on TV and not really like grounded, honestly, um, if I could like pick it apart and go back to it. It was just based on like what I saw. My parents went to, they went to prom together and they got married and they were married for 35 years. So like, that was like the idea of what I thought like relationship for now was a relationship perfect now now that I'm a little bit older my ideas change so my idea now of the one is that depending on what path you have in life you could have a, diff a different one right so like if I decided to be 
you know, a doctor or I decided to be a songwriter or I decided to be a stay-at-home mom, my one will shift because the same person I need to support me as a stay-at-home mother or the same person I need, because, you know, if I decide to be Oprah, there's a certain type of man who needs to treat, who needs to hold me and support me as this Oprah pathway. If I decide to be, you know, a dancer, there's a certain type of man that's going to be able to support me in that. So in that vein, I do believe in the one. Um, but my idea of like the one who will accept you all in all, um, has changed for sure. But I mean, you know, I love to, I love to talk about more, um, other people's definitions of the one too. Um, do you think the one in the soul and a soulmate is the same? I think that they're interchangeable terms. Yeah. I think that it's to me, the one is the person, right. Who you are yourself with who you can build with i i thought they were the exact same thing honestly before we started kind of like going through this episode i was like the one and the soulmate are exactly the same thing um looking at other people's definitions i did see that some people absolutely call them different things um some people so something I, a cute little quote that i want to share with you guys um that comes from like the buddhist thought my or or buddhist mindset is a soulmate connection and a soulmate are not the same things the buddhist says if you meet to wait hold on let me just make sure i'm reading it so the buddhists say if you meet somebody and your heart pounds your hand shakes and your knees go weak that's not the one when you meet your soulmate you feel calm it's true it's a, a guy actually shared this quote with me when i was much younger he was a little bit older and when he said it it made sense um and i think about all of the times where dating just felt so like wild and young and free versus how i felt with people where it just felt like it fit you know those are such different experiences and i will say the young wild fast you know, die young, then live my life without you ones, those were probably the most toxic ones. You know what I mean? They were the ones that definitely, there was a connection, of course, but it was not anywhere near the person that I would need to spend my life with, right? Like they weren't my people. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that comes with maturity. I don't know if it happens earlier from some people, for some people, but I feel like now what I look in, in now what I look for in a relationship is so different than what I was looking for in my 20s. Like now I want somebody, it just feels easy with. Like we could, you know, I, it's funny. I love to travel. I love to go places, but I honestly am home outside of travel, you know? Like I'm not, I don't think people believe this when I say, it. I'm like, I'm kind of a homebody. And I'm like, unless I'm like out the country, I'm at home, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll go out with my girlfriends and stuff, but for the most part, I'm resting on weekends, I'm chilling in my house and things like that. And I think until you're like super close to me, you don't really realize that, right? Um, so now I'm like, I want somebody who I can like relax with, you know? Like I will, you know, we can go on dates, but like, I don't have to be on a date every single weekend. Like, let's do like once a month or like once every two weeks. Um, just because sometimes I just want to chill, you know, our lives are taxing and stuff like that. So I think that um, just like, you know, you get to know yourself and you get to experience like what real life would look like. Because to this guy, Miranda's man's point, what's his name? Steve. 
to Steve's point, you know, at a certain point, you don't want to keep like chasing this thing. You like, you can be adventure. Trust me, it, the adventure goes down in the house. <laughs> but, like, you you don't have to be like on this cat and mouse game. Like, I just want to be like, I have you, you have me. We're good here, um, and we're calm, and we're moving through life, and and that's it, right? So, um, I think it's interesting how you grow into that. Um, so yeah. That's that's a good example. Now you make me want to watch the show. Now you make me want to align with Steve. <laughs> he's great. I mean, he's really the winner. Yes. Um, so when you think of your one, right, or your multiple ones, what does that look like for you? I think that it really just depends on where I am. So right now, my one would absolutely be someone who is willing to set up some form of home base in dc it's someone who also loves to travel it's someone who really believes in partnership i want to tell you for me partnership is so important i think that when we're talking about what we want a lot of it comes from shared or lived through experiences, even if it's of people around you, right? So I grew up where pretty much everybody was married. So even though people are married, I do feel like there were different varying levels of true partnership and what they were partners in. And I think that from that experience, what's super important to me is someone really willing to split the emotional labor 50 50 you know like i really don't want to be the absorber of all emotions and feelings i don't want to be the fixer um i don't want to take that on by myself i want someone who can lead honestly i think that you know people talk about submissive women and women don't submit and all of these very interesting but pointless conversations that happen over the internet. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I would love to be a submissive woman. I would love to submit. Give me someone who I can trust 100% fully to make very smart decisions with the household in mind, who is not selfish and manipulating facts and keeping secrets because they're not perfect. Like. I would love to submit. I would love to not have to think. My perfect day is not thinking with my feet up in the air on the beach somewhere. I would love to do it. You know what I mean? So I think that that, that feeling of safety is something that my the one also has to provide. I think more than any other thing that they have to provide, it's safety. That means I can trust you. That means you're good with finances. That means that you're honest. That means that you are, you know, strong-willed and you have a sense of a moral compass and you're willing to do the help. I, I need someone who's like, you look exhausted. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the dishes. You know, like partnership is so important to me. So my the one, and this is why I believe you can have several as well, because I do believe that if I had got married at 22, my the one would be completely different and that's why i believe like yes there there are multiple people out here for me and when it's time for me to settle down i'm going to choose the one that i should be with in that moment and hopefully forever yeah you know what's what i the first thing i thought of right like just knowing you and i'm like okay 
that sounds like I would love to be submissive. I would love to do these things. But like the first thing I was like, well, how are you going to feel okay to get there? Like, I think ideally, I think I'm like that too. Like I can let someone lead if I trust you. Right. But it's like, how do we get there if this man is a leader and a lion? And how do we get there? Like, what is the timeline? Because it's like, I know for you, I feel like, someone would really have to like prove a strong level of security for you before you let them go because that's just your personality like you have a controlling part of you you have a like like it's hard for you to let go so I'm just like like how do we find that balance you know what I mean like it's I mean no we don't have the answers on this line but (laughs) maybe we can ask your therapist but like it's it's really interesting because it's like all right I say because I say the same things but like when you're in the situations, do you feel like you have a hard time letting go? I've never been with a man that I trust to lead me into marriage, which is why I'm not married. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm very realistic and honest with my situations. So it's like kids, right? Like I have never been with a man that I thought was worthy of dying for. So no, I'm not going to just pop out a kid. I, I truly believe that it doesn't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. So you're gonna know a leader. Well, I'm gonna know the leader for me, right? Like I'm going to know that he is the one that I can trust and that's what I'm gonna do. And if he messes up or something happens, you know, we can reassess. But the reason why I haven't been open or given a hundred percent control to anyone that I've dated is because they did not have the range. They did not have the capacity and I'm not, Falling behind anybody blindly. I can enjoy going out on dates. I can enjoy sex. I can enjoy conversations with you and know that you're not the one, you know, like I meet the one who I'm like, I feel safe and can trust him completely to be a human and to be honest. I will submit happily. I don't want to do anything. on right exactly um you know what's funny first of all can we rewind to it doesn't take more than a day to recognize sunshine i love when you say that um for those who did not catch it i love that we should make a t-shirt that says that um so yeah no it's interesting i think that's a lot of the reason why my long-term ex i had an ex that i dated for like seven years and I think that's a lot of the reason why me and my long-term ex, I, it was always like, mm, like he's a good guy, mm, but I didn't trust his decision-making skills at the end of the day. Um, and he didn't present like a partner. If he would have presented like a partner, I probably would have been able to trust a lot of his decision-making skills, but he presented like the authority a lot. And for me, that doesn't make me feel safe because for me, it makes me feel like I don't count in this situation. So I can't really trust you if I don't always count, you know? So to your point, I think partnership is, is paramount for me, you know? Um, and for me, partnership looks like not, it's not like necessarily 50, 50, because there's going to be things that I'm amazing at. I want a yin yang partner, right? Cause there's a lot of gray spaces or gaps that I have, right? Like I'm really great at the big picture work stuff, like all that big stuff. But like 
the little day-to-day stuff, I'm not great at. I will ignore it. There will be tickets that I need to pay. But, like, I'll be over here killing it in this area. But, like, stupid stuff like paying my parking tickets and making my six-month dental appointment, like, not that that's stupid, but, like, in my head, I throw out the quote-unquote small things, right? So I need somebody who can be like, hey, this. Or, like, I'm always thinking someone who just brings calm, you know? Like, little things like that, like, turn your brain off. Like, you have done enough work. Close your laptop. Sit back. Like, those are things that are super important to me. And I'm learning that as I get older. Like, I don't necessarily need, like, another, like, I mean, I, I wouldn't want my partner to be business savvy. I would. But I think I'm good in that area. For the, Not, like, great. Like, I can have someone make me better. But I think that I'm, like, I can excel in that area. And I'm not, like, um, illiterate in that area. But there's other areas where I'm not great at. You know what I mean? So I want somebody who can kind of, like both, you know, like we're, we balance each other, you know, like it's always, it's funny. Like I, I would sit in my living room listening to my dad and my mom talk and they have like these cathedral ceilings in their house and they have this like lookout where you can hear what's going on in their bedroom in the living room because it's like this like gap in the wall. And I would listen to my dad talk for like Mm -hmm. an hour straight and you would hear not a peep from my mom. But I never heard her complain, like, oh, my God, wouldn't you shut up? Like, I think she enjoys it. And I'm like, God bless them. Because I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you know? But that's their yin and their yang. Like, she's cool with sitting back, listening to him. If he want to run 30 miles a minute with them t- with that tongue, she going to let him run 30 miles a minute. And she's chilling. You know? Like, she loves, like, she, my mom's super smart loves for my dad to make all the decisions like I remember when I was younger I'd be like go to my mom for a decision yeah and she'll be like go ask daddy I'd be like mom you know you can tell me what to do you're an adult too she just didn't want to she's like go ask daddy you know so like I guess she just trusts his decision making skills or whatever but yeah it's interesting um so everyone's the one is gonna look different I think that my partner my the one is someone who's supportive like I'm a person who I might pop up today and say like I want to do this and I need you to be like nimble and just be like here go my crazy girl she want to do this all right babe what are we doing now like I don't need someone too rigid with me because that's gonna be like you're trying to control me like I need you to flow with me if you can flow with me and be like oh all right this is where we're going cool so so those are some of my the one things um, you know, it was interesting when I was looking up, like, just looking into, like, what other people say about this topic. Um, I saw this gentleman who was talking about, like, the one is, like, a scarcity mindset, which was so interesting to me. That's what kind of got me thinking. Again, I'm not, like, a black or white. I'm very gray. And it was funny. He was, like, the one is very much a scarcity mindset. Like, it's a, it's, it's a Santa Claus. It's giving me Santa Claus, like, a myth like oh my god you have to find the one and oh my god oh my god oh my god and it's like it's if you want to be come from a scarcity perspective you'll be looking for the one but if you're thinking about abundance there's many ones for you um that was super interesting for me what do you think about that i can see that i mean because i'm one of those people that think that you have hundreds of the ones kind of roaming the earth right um i think that it's 
The earth is too big for there to only be one person on the entire world that is compatible and capable of loving you correctly, right? And I think too, what that kind of says is that if I meet this person at 23 and they are great to me and we are in love and we get married and they're loving me the way I need to be loved and I'm doing the same thing to them and then one day it doesn't work, that also implies that there's no future for me. But I don't believe that. I know lots of people that have gotten married young or have found people that they truly loved and loved them equally back, but it didn't work. And later on, 10 years, 20 years later, they meet someone that loves them amazingly, just as amazingly, maybe even better, and they start something new with them and they're very happy. You know what I mean? I, I just don't necessarily believe in a world as big as ours, with a God as big as ours, that there's only one person in the entire world and you have to hope that you run into them one day on the way to school or work or the store. Yeah, you know what's interesting when I think about like the the opposing opinions to does the one exist? That's like one of the biggest things. It's like in the 1920s when people were not traveling, when we had horse and buggies, did God just take out his like little like, all right, here's my Oklahoma base. Let's put the Oklahoma base together and like let's hit hit all the China base together. <laughs> like I don't think he was sitting out with his like GPS map like these are the ones. So you know what I mean? Um, the world is so big, and I think we are meant to intermingle with each other. How, like, my the one has to be in Oklahoma? Like, you know what I mean? Or, um, and now when we're traveling so much, like, what if you miss your flight? Do you miss your the one? Um, so it's that, that point is, like, very interesting. And if I would be, like, a point for yes, a point for no, that would be a point for no. Because it gives me, like, Santa Claus vibes. It's like, oh, Santa comes down the chimney and, like, brings you your presents but like no does he i feel like love is very fantastical right and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i just think that i can have these amazing relationships with very healthy people who love me the way i need to be loved and i don't think that like, let's say we get together, we get married and they die. I don't think that my life ends. You know, I really do believe that there probably is another the one out there too. 10 years, five years, 15 years later, that can make me feel as safe and protected and carefree as my previous the one. Yeah. I think that's a very like realistic way to th look at things. But like you said, like there's this entire like human need almost to romanticize things, you know, to believe in something. And um, I think the idea of the one is so ingrained in us when we're growing up. It's like hard to think of things outside of that. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ingrained to the fact that you're like, oh, oh my God. We're, like, you know, but I, um, I do think it's, it's something that we're, we're taught about because, you know, a lot of religions teach no divorce and, um, you know, like, so if you get married to someone you think is the one and then you decide to get divorced, can you find someone new, you know? Um, but I really, I really, for those who are just starting to listen to Living List, 
Um, my last year's theme was to disrupt and dismantle. And I really feel like that was such an impactful year for me, just because I really had to look at like every ideal I had in my life and be like, do I believe this? My entire idea of love has changed. Like I used to, I, I used to define love as like you hold someone's heart in your hand and they could squish it, they could break it, they could, they could destroy it if they wanted to, but you have to trust that they won't. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was poetic, honey. I thought I was giving. I thought I was giving everything you needed to give about love. But then I was like, oh my God, that's like wild. <laughs> um, like, why would I want to hold their heart in my hand and like break it? You know, like it could also not be so like dramatic and sacrificial, you know? It could also be like, hey, I still have to have boundaries with my heart. I maybe not want to give someone my vital organ that they can implode it in their hand like you know so I had to go through that checklist of like what do I believe what are my guiding forces to understand where I want to go so anybody confused by this conversation encourage you to really explore like what you believe because what I say what Brittany says doesn't really matter honestly we're just two talking heads here talking about what we're going through we're sharing our journey in life but really like it's all about like you and what you are so. Do you think you've ever met the one for you? Um, no, like, I, I mean, I can't define that. I'm not married. So, like, if I... Sneaky, sneaky. Is that sneaky? Sneaky. <laughs> I everything about Brittany, okay? I want y'all to know. She has this little what sneaky smile. Sneaky little face. <laughs> I really don't. Have we had this conversation before? Like, what did I do? No, we oh, haven't had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a sneaky, 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 Brittany. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. But um, I don't think that I have found the one um, definitively. Let me say, have you dated the one, or have you? Are any of your exes? Did you feel like they were the one? How about that? You know what? Um. I feel like when I met my long-term ex, that was the first person where I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I felt like I was floating when I first met him, honestly. Like, that was the first time mm -hmm. I had like that, <gasps> like, oh my God. Like, I was like, like, that was my baby. <laughs> like, really, it was. That was my, <laughs> like, heart. But then, like, when all the fairy dust subsided, and I want to say, like, two years in, I really got to understand who the person I was with was. And I saw things that like, I would have to sacrifice parts of me to be in that relationship. Like I would have to shrink in certain ways to be in that relationship. And it could have worked out, you know, like, I mean, like a year in, he was like, let's get married, let's have kids, you know? And I could have made it work. I could have aligned with what he said. He was a very like, I am the leader type of man. And if I wanted to be that, I could have tried, but eventually I would have got tired of it, I think, you know? So I think he was like very, I felt that at first. Um, but again, my idea of the one has changed. So I feel like in my recent dating, like I found like people who were like, I feel the more calmness with, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, <laughs> have you ever met the one? Oh, no, I don't think so. The one? No. Um, no, I'm gonna be, I have been honest about this the entire time I ever talk about dating, but 
I dated to date, right? Like I wanted to enjoy dating. So um, anytime any of the people I dated have talked about marriage, have purchased a ring, have purchased a home and was like, this is for us. I politely saw my way out because I knew that these were not the people that I wanted to spend forever with. And even though I do believe that there are multiple people out there for you, I also believe that whoever that person is, the intent is to be forever. And I just, I have never been in love with a man, right? Like with a person to be clear. That's so crazy to say. Isn't that crazy? I've never been, I loved every man I've dated. Like I treat them very well. I, I like love them in the agape sense and i want the best for them but i've never been added to your demon sex <laughs> i just don't be bringing god into that unholy matrimony i mean i do i love them like in a the way you're supposed to love humans like i i want the best for them but i've never been in love with any of them yeah and it's so funny i ariel knows this but i think that the person that i like probably loved the most was somebody I never even dated. Um, and also he was horrible, but um, I found that out, you know, getting to know him, but I feel like he was one of the easiest to love. He was like, I could be myself with him. So that really was super helpful in everything and me like being open with him. He was not perfect. And even the parts of him that wasn't perfect, I really like, accepted and enjoyed him regardless. I don't think I really had that type of tolerance in general. So I was like, wow, it's crazy that the guy that I really enjoy the most is the one that I didn't even date. That's that's really wild. Um, but you know what? I think that's how life works sometimes, you know? Because it's not about like this traditional sense of a commitment that makes like validate your feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but what's funny though, for those who are just joining, we always have to vet Brittany because <laughs> I feel like I gotta like talk to like your good friends. Like, was she in love with anybody? Because Brittany, I'll tell you no. Really? Okay. Yes. Like I, the thing is, I am a, I'm a lover, right? So like, I will make you feel like the most important human being on the earth. I'm going to treat you right. I'm not going to disrespect you. I am going to, and I, I like to enjoy things, right? So we're going to have, create great memories, great experiences, but they will tell you like all of them, they could have left the next day and I wouldn't have batted an eyelash. Like that's, but like, I love them as people. Um, and for me, like for all of them, I broke up with them when I saw that we wanted two separate things. So like when I start talking about kids or marriage, the only person who I did stay with after they talked about kids and marriage was Richard. And it's because like we had a really good friendship when we started dating. And I do think that I felt more obligated to him than any other man I've dated. Okay, okay. Like I felt like I had to make sure he was okay. You know what I mean? Like, all right, like I don't think he's doing too good. Like now's not a good time to break up. Like he's the only person who I thought about stuff like that with before breaking up with. Everybody else I was just like, yeah, this is not gonna work. But him, I was like, 
he's going through a lot. Let me wait. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but like, did I treat them well? Did I love them? Absolutely. I just was not. And like, I don't, I feel like I know what love is. I feel like I know what love looks like. I feel like I know what it will look like for me. And I don't force things that don't work for me. And I don't pretend like things are like this deep thing or this thing that's supposed to be if it's just not that way. Like I, I am, I am impressed with people that have been in love with like five, six, seven people. I'm like, where do you get the energy? Like, how are these people so special to you? And why aren't you with them now? Like, I just, my brain just doesn't work that way. But I love hearing about stories of people that have been in love with everyone they've dated. It's crazy to me, but like, I'm like, wow. I think if I think about the people that I've dated, that I've maybe just been in love with one, um, and I think like I'm very good at like in the moment of like oh, being like so romantic, but like I'm like all right, <laughs> you know. Um, I think I would think my seven year ex is probably like the only one I was like in love with. Um, but I really didn't. I mean, besides that, I had like a high school boyfriend that was like in my head like that was gonna be my man. Um, but that was like high school love. Um, and then. I mean, I'm only 32, so I didn't have much time, <laughs> like seven years. The other one was like four um, in between, you know, like barely dating. Um, I've had like some characters who were like interesting, um, but like in the moment, it kind of it could have seen more. But like afterwards, I'm like, OK, yeah. Um, but I think I've met great people along the way who have like shape different ideas and I think they when they say you meet people for a certain reason I think it's really true um absolutely I met this man last year you know the man I'm probably talking about um let me get two sentences out you'll know (laughs) I met this man maybe not last year maybe like two years ago and he was absolutely not the one but I feel like his openness to life changed the way I thought about a lot of things. And even though he wasn't the one at all, he was a great person to have in my life, you know? And I still am friends with him to this day. And it was just, you know, opportune time, you know, situation. He taught me a lot about relationships, a lot about like myself, but it was like, it couldn't be further from the one, but he was around, you know? Um, but in the moment, he just seemed so great. But then, like, five seconds out of it, I'm like, whoa, that was not the one. <laughs> I think that more people, if they actually step back and think about their past relationships, the I'm in loves will probably start to delete themselves, honestly. I think that it's something that... I'm not sure that we're taught to differentiate between loving someone that you're dating and being in love. I think that lots of times people think that that's the same thing. You know, it's one in the same. We're in high school. I'm in love. We're going to prom together. We're going to be prom king and queen and blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, we're in college. I'm in love. You know, I think that that is the course that we're taught. You know, it's, oh, you like them. You love them. You're in love. But are you? Like, I just feel like when I hear all of these people who are like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been in love with everyone I've ever dated. And I'm like, really? Like, really? You were in love with them? Like, is it that easy for you to just fall? Like, is everybody just worthy of your love? Like, I just, I'm not sure that that's true or real, right? I kind of just think that's how we're programmed. 
I think that's something to think about. Like to our community, how many people of your exes have you actually been in love with? I feel like I just want to ask, you know, like I don't think I've pulled my friends hold my friends in that way or like ask the question maybe like moment by moment are you in love with him but not like overall I think that would be mm-hmm. interesting to understand you know what that boils down to um but yeah I don't think so going to the one I think that like you date people to see if they are a match and you could absolutely love somebody I mean you could you could love somebody you just met you know what I mean like I, I'm a lover like I love people I I'm very like love 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 a love bug but like being love like um loving someone and being in love is is very different um I don't know the strong I think for right in retrospect it's easier I don't think in the moment it's as easy for me personally to differentiate um but in retrospect it's very easy to see like oh yeah maybe that one you know um is the idea this idea of like plate theory right so instead of going at looking for the one in this scarcity mindset it's really like spinning as many plates as you can to see like where you'll get the one um or where you'll find the person for you it's like a numbers game you know um, I think this is something I'm terrible at is dating. I've never in my adult life dated. Like I've gone on a couple dates and I might have like three or four suitors in the beginning. But like if I'm like, oh, this is the this is the 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 one I pick, I usually zoom in on that. Trying to get out of that habit. Um, I don't think it's a bad habit, but I also think like I really need to like learn how to date, <laughs> you know, like um, so it's something I'm trying to find the balance in, you know, I'm like, even though like right now I'm dating, um, I need to date, like I'm not dating, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm dating, but I'm not really dating, dating, dating. Um, it's just like, you know, something I'm working on. But anyway, so with the plate theory thing, it's having multiple things going so you can actually see what fits you best, you know? Um, and I think that's a good idea for people, especially young people, people in their twenties, um, even into their thirties, they say, especially women, when they get up into their thirties, like you don't have time to be like dating this one person for a year, figuring out if they're the one, like, it's like, I'm going to date and be single until I get in a relationship with one of these people I'm dating. So I think that's good, but I don't think we're all really good at it. Do you think you're good at it? I think I have been good at it. I think that you have to put yourself in the mind frame of dating. So right now I'm I'm just not dating COVID, everything else. Like I'm I'm not really dating the way that I would like to. Um, if I felt like it was a safer environment outside. However, I completely subscribe to the plate theory. I am very much a date them all and make the best fit win. You know, I I don't believe that being um, young and unmarried or any age and unmarried has the same rules as being married. You know, like if you're not married, you're single. And if that man has not committed to you at all, you definitely owe him nothing. I am the girl who absolutely believes in inciting a healthy competition among the men that I'm dating. I do not pretend that you are the only man that I went to dinner with. I do not pretend that you are the only man who calls me 
at work or after work. You're not the only one that says good morning in the morning. Why would I tell you that? Because it's not true. You know what I mean? Like, if you would like for that to be the case, then you have to show me that that's what you want. Because I honestly believe that the best relationships are the ones that you choose not the ones that are chosen for you, not the ones where, unless it's arranged marriage, because I really do think that that works, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But, um, because I do believe that that works. However, but like, what's not gonna happen is this guy said he likes me and you know what, I like him too. So let me pretend like every other man is dead and this man is my husband, but like, we haven't even been committed to anything other than sex every week. You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You're, I'm not, I am not in the state where I'm going to sex my way into a relationship. I am not in the state of, you know, this man said he liked me first. So this is the man that I'm going to be in a quasi relationship with. Taste them all, sis. Taste them all. Have them all take you out on dates. Have the, now what I don't play with is my body. So, you know, I may only do that with one person, but, or if I do it with anyone at all, but as far as dating, sign me up. I feel like that's where it gets messed up, right? If you're, you're spinning your plate, spinning your plate, spinning your plate, and then you end up sleeping with one of the people, that's where it gets messed up. So I feel like the best thing to do is plate them up until you find the one that you really want to like mess with. Because if you prematurely like slide one in, it's going to be hard to like be for these other men to win, especially if you're getting some good situation, you know? So I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. Not good at dating. Going to figure it out. Hopefully. (laughs) I do not have sex with men that I like for a while because it, 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 it screws me up. And not, not on the moral compass thing, but emotionally, I can't, it's harder for me to date multiple people and I like you and I have sex with you because then like, you're my boyfriend, we go together. <laughs> we go together. So I'm expecting you to do a lot of things that you have no idea you're on the hook for, right? So it's like, I've learned at a pretty young age, honestly, like if I like you, you're going to be the last one I'm going to have sex with, quite honestly, because let's see how everything else works out like you know i already know i like you because what if the sex is good you know now we go together now i want to meet your mom tell your mom to call me like when are you gonna go talk to my father and it's just you know why do that prematurely yeah i think um that's my rule it's rough out here they honestly i think (laughs) we don't we get taught a lot of things in school but there's too much that we don't get taught like you're telling us about blue waffle vagina, gonorrhea. Tell us how to properly date. Like, you know, why is there not a dating course? Why is there not dating education in high school? Because that's where you get it all jacked up. And like the more jacked up you are in high school, you're just going to keep going down that path. They need to stop it, put the brakes on and teach some people some stuff. Like, yeah, we need to learn about sex education, but we also need to learn how to function in a basic relationship. I talked to one of my little cousins and I was like about to pass out when I talked to her. I was like, girl, has no one told you anything? So like now I feel like I need to be like nine one one watch when she calls because I'm like, what is she going to do now? You know? Um, And it's like, I just feel like, you know, because I grew up very religious for those who don't know. And like when you grow up in a religious family, like 
anything outside of what you're supposed to do from a religious perspective is like forbidden so like you don't have the opportunities to learn in like an organic way it's kind of like you sneak or you do what you're supposed to do and if you're one of those who sneak like you don't have nobody to guide you but you're like dumber friend so do you think that with all of this pressure all of this you know historical societal norms of the one and marriage and monogamy which is actually a pretty new idea but do you ever feel like it puts an undue amount of pressure on people on women on yourself like does it ever hurt your confidence when you're like hey you know i'm 30 something and i'm not married does that is that pressure real for you i don't think so you know like i'm like young at heart as the youngest as young as they get and I'm living my life. Like, I really am enjoying my life. I really do like being, like, outside of work, I don't have a lot of responsibilities. Like, I'm out here sliding in the home base. I'm out here, like, you know, like, I'm out here living a young life, honestly. <laughs> and, like, while I want to, like, grow in my responsibilities and things like that, but I don't necessarily, I'm not in a rush to have the pressure of, like, now when I want to go to Costa Rica for 10 days with Brittany and gallivant to Maldives a day before, I have to check in with somebody if I'm married. Honestly, I'm not in a rush to have to check in with somebody. So like, I don't, for those reasons, I'm really enjoying what's going on here. Obviously partnership and like relationships, oh my God, sounds so fun. But like, I'm not rushing to the responsibility that comes along with it. Like I want kids one day, but I'm not rushing to like, choose the diapies over like doing doing me you know what i mean like i'm loving being able to do whatever i want with my life there's no one there's no strings attached to me whatever i want to do i can do right now and that's i'm living in it so for that reason i don't feel pressured i don't feel upset you know like i'm like when it happens it happens you know and in the meantime i really do believe the bible says that like singleness is a blessing i am trying to walk in the blessing of singleness how much more can I find about myself? How much more can I understand about where I want to go and who I want to be? The more I understand that and the closer I get to that, that will put me in a way better position when I do find the one. You know what I mean? Like if I'm like on shaky ground of who I am, it's so easy to melt into that person. Like the stronger person is going to absorb the weaker person. Not by Not because you're malicious, not because you're evil. It just happens. Like if I'm not sturdy in who I am, I'm going to be like, oh, this is what we should do? All right. Like, you know, I want to be the sturdiest I am. I want to have firm footing in every area of my life. And hopefully I'm at that point when the person comes along so that we can really have a true relationship. Because one day, you know, right now you meet me at 32. And if I'm only at 75%, there, that 25% I didn't find out, and I find it out in a relationship, that could be a cause for a disaster, right? I want to be like uh, at least like 90% and like, these are my firm grounds. I'm flexible, but only to a certain extent. And here's why I stand just so I make the right decisions. Cause if you don't know who you are, how can you make the right decision on who you want to be with? So for those reasons, I'm living life. I'm on a roller coaster and I'm just doing it. <laughs> um, do you, but I understand to end my rant. I do understand 
how this idea of the one and this idea of a woman is defined by who she is and who she's with and women feeling like they have a scarlet letter because they're not married at a certain age families asking the rude question when are you going to get married when is someone going to propose like stop asking me the question when how am i to get married if i don't even have a boyfriend like dumb questions please remove them from yourselves um, like it's just so dumb and that's like you don't realize if a parents really be making people feel some type of way or like aunts uncles or like co-workers whoever um and i don't think that i'm in that bucket but i do understand how some people could be in that bucket especially if they haven't take taken the reins of like figuring out what they want to be or like seeing that oh my god there's so much to explore in life like there's so many things we could be doing that like we don't have to just be obsessed with a relationship i've always felt like a man doesn't define me um and a relationship also doesn't define me so i don't have that lack of confidence because i didn't choose to be with any of the men that i've dated um permanently get married whatever i believe that the one comes when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing I think that I had a lot of things that I needed to do to have the type of partner that I want. You know what I mean? Like, I again, I could have married quite a few of the people that I dated. I do not think that I would have the life that would make me feel fulfilled and happy, but I could have married them and I could have definitely adapted to whatever that life was, right? But for me, and I, I am blessed that my parents made this a possibility where They've been together since they were 16, but they made sure that I knew that I didn't have to rush and get married. I said this before, I'll say it again. They definitely regret it now because my dad's like, I want to walk you down the aisle. And my mom's like, where are my grandkids? But um, I feel very confident in my decisions. And last week we shared this post. I found this video of Will Smith talking about goals and visions and dreams. And it definitely resonated with our community and people outside of our community because a lot of people shared it. But there was one thing he said that I absolutely agree with. And it's this idea of people don't know your vision, right? They can support your vision. They can be confused by your vision. But when you believe in your vision, other people start to believe in your vision, right? And even if they're slow to catch on, you keep going because you know what you have in mind. So for me, being a person where it's always been important to me to create the world, the life that I wanna live in, I am not, getting married for the sake of getting married. It does not make sense to me. I believe in happiness. I believe in partnership. And when I do the work that I need to do and meet the person that is my future, don't worry, you all will all know about it. <laughs> Until then, please refrain from asking. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I just think, I think, you know, it's so funny that my dad the other day, he didn't say, it, he didn't say it overtly. He said it very, like, under the cuff, very, like, low-key compliment, hope she didn't catch it. But he was like, you know, like, almost like, like, that strength to have waited as long as you have. You know, like, I think that sometimes it's like, like, we could have, you, 
it's not like I mean it's hard I guess to find a partner to marry but it's really not that hard like if you compromise on a lot of things you can def get married <laughs> like we can def figure it out but it's really um being strong and making sure that the person that you allow in your space the most important person I would say that you allow in your space the person that can change the trajectory of your life that you properly vet and if you haven't found someone that met not saying like the standard because i think a lot of times when people see girls who are of a certain age who um are like you know like not budging in certain areas it's like oh your standards are too high and or it's you know it's like this like bad perception around it in some companies right and it's and it's not even i don't even think it's like a high standard thing it's just like what you want you know what i mean it's not i don't think either one of us are like on some like oh, this man has to be like, come down from the, from Lake Minnetonka. And like, you know, like, it's like, be a good person, have a job, you know? It's not really, it's just like, make, be, but most importantly, match what I have going on in my heart, you know? Um, I think for me, so yeah, it's, it's up to us to do what we want, you know? It's up to like people, those who are, who are listening, and you might feel like you're behind or feel like, you know, maybe like, oh, I should have been with this person or I regret these certain things. I believe in divine timing. I really do, you know, and that's that's my belief system. You may or may not agree with it, but I do believe that what's supposed to happen will happen. And you stressing out about it, you sitting here like, oh, but I can't, I can't. That's going to make it go further away. Sit into yourself. Instead of worrying about what you can't control, worry about what you can control. You can control the person you are. You know the areas you need work in because you be a person looking in the mirror. You know you got some things. So fix those things. And I believe in vibrations. Like if I would have, God forbid, got married to the person I was in my 20s, ugh, we're children. You know what I mean? Like I had to go through life and elevate and find and pick apart different parts of myself to come to a better place. And I believe that, like, I'm going to get a better partner because of it. So, you know, enjoy your singleness. You know, that doesn't mean, like, X people out and not date. But in the meantime, I really believe work on yourself, you know. And maybe you are the one, like in Frozen. Remember, Fro I love the plot of Frozen where, um, you know, every Disney movie, it's like the, the, the savior at the end of the movie is the man. It was her sister, like, you know. It's a good movie. You gotta watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Put it on my I'm down challenge. And I'll watch it when we pull yeah. it. It'll probably come at a, a very perfect time as usual. Um, I like the idea though of being you're the one. Because you you are sometimes the exact hero that you need. And I think that that's what singledom teaches you, right? Like it teaches you how to live it teaches you how to thrive it teaches you how to grow and be patient because what we all need to also remember when we talk about the one is that we're going to meet them and they're going to be great and we're going to enjoy life but to think that we as two people won't change on this journey of life is not realistic right so you want to make sure that you have the tools so that when you're together with your one your person you all can grow together, right? You can communicate the things that you need to communicate. If I have an issue being vulnerable, right? 
and this is something that I'm just working on in the last two years, anybody before then would not have gotten the version of me that was sustainable, that could have dealt with our growth, right? Who could have also opened up and said, hey, I know that I was this person when we met, but now it's two years, three years, five years later, 10 years later, and I'm experiencing this inside. I wanna to talk to you so that we can figure out how we continue to make this work for us. You tell me what I need to do. Um, I'll let you know what I need from you. If you're not vulnerable, you're not gonna be able to have those conversations, right? So it's why working on yourself is so important. It's why this, this person, this the one, you also have to be ready for. All those things I want from my the one, I know that they're also gonna want things from their the one, right? Like, because that's the type of person that I want. I want a person with like an elevated thought of consciousness. I want a person that is thinking about the future and being healthy in relationships. So they deserve that person in kind, right? They deserve a person that's also working on their mental health and physical health because they've done the work as well. And I think that when we talk about the one and are you ready and the fact that they're not there that's great because you're not there either so get there and so will he or she or they yeah it's funny like everybody talks about the sierra prayers right and think about it on both ends like you're not the only one praying do you think that god will send you his best soldier if you can't have a basic conversation you know like you can't have a basic conversation you're like i want someone who communicates and like the first time they tell you something you don't want to hear, you're blacking out, you're blocking them, you're hanging up on them. Like, that's not it, sis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think as women, um, and I, I've, I'm so happy that I have so many women around me that are accountable for themselves, you know? But I think there are some women who may, um, who may like have this high standard for the man they want to be with, but then they don't match anything on that list. And I think like, again, you can, it doesn't have to be apples to apples, but it should be somewhere in the same parking lot. You know, you can't be like, oh, I want him to make $4 million a year. I want him to da, 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 da. And you're like, but my bank account is negative every month. Like it just doesn't match up for me. I don't think that's, I don't think, I think that you should aim to be the man you want to be with, you know, not in every way match, but like. I want someone who's financially stable. You might not make a ton of money, but hey, at least know what to do with your finances that you do have, you know? A man who's like financially stable is not going to be, I mean, he could be, right? Because they say men don't go after women for their finances. But do you think he wants a girl whose account is negative every week? I guess maybe not. But I mean, sis, if it go, go off, sis. If it works out for you, great. Some other things are matching up very well. But I think that you should aim to be the partner that you want to be. And anything that comes outside of it is extra. Am I the female Kevin Samuels? Like, I'm joking. No, you are not. I feel like that was a very thought-provoking and insightful, you know, and non-misogynoir comment. Kevin Samuels doesn't do that, so. Perfection, because that's not what I'm aiming to be. I'm just saying, like, we, we gotta be realistic, ladies, I think. Um, and who am I to, listen, I am not 
the judge nor the jury. I am not the the goalpost because look at me, single. <laughs> not, you know, like they said, don't talk to your single friends for advice. Here I am single and talking. I also don't feel like that makes sense. You can talk to anyone that gives good advice about advice, but right, like, I know because we be talking to Oprah about everything, and she we be talking to Oprah how, how to be rich, how to be poor, how to have a family, and Oprah's like, I got stepmen and these dogs. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. So all right. So if we the beginning of the conversation, you said no, do not believe in the one. What do you think now? No, I'm a plate theory girl, it sounds like. I still believe that there are multiple people out there who are probably compatible with you and could be a great partner. And I think that you'll meet you're the one, you'll meet your person, but you got a couple of people out there. What about you? I think that the one is, and this is so hard for like the romantic person in me and the hopeless romantic that I am but I feel like the one is a marketing scheme honestly like it's like the it sounds good right but if you really think about it it's like logically is it the thing just go out there and find a person you know what I mean like the one putting in this box and you're putting so much pressure on the one and also I think you force people into this box because you're so hell-bent on the one instead of just experiencing people. So I say I would remove that from my hunt. I would just meet people, connect, and see if they fit my energy. So again, guys, this is a continued conversation. Um, we're going to continue to talk about relationships and the things that matter to us. Um, but we most importantly want to know what matters to you. This is a community, um, and this is what we're here for. We're here to listen to your stories, listen to the things that matter most to you, and, you know, we'll figure it out together. So whatever you want to talk to us about, make sure you contact us at Living List Life. Um, that's at Living List Life on all social media. We're now on TikTok as The Living List, so make sure you follow us, th us there as well. Um, and we will chat with you next time. So I'm Ariel Dante on, and on behalf of my co-host, Brittany Sierra, this is The Living List. Bye.